It's KFI AM 640, and you're listening to The Conway Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Your Los Angeles Lakers play their very first game against the Golden State Warriors in the second round of the NBA 2023 playoffs. You have a prediction? I do have a prediction. I think the Lakers are going to sweep. <laughs> I, I, I'll i take that action. Really? Oh, my God, yes. They're not going to sweep. I think they it's are. It's hard to sweep. It's very hard to sweep. That's why I'm saying they're going to sweep. You think the Lakers are going to sweep are... the, the defending champions? Yeah, they're going to win two in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And then uh, Stephon Curry. Uh-huh. Stephen or Stephon? We just call him Steph. Steph Curry is going to be so humiliated and demoralized that he will not be able to pick it up. Well, you have a narrative, that's yep. for sure. It's over. Plus, uh, Thompson, is it Trace Thompson? Clay. Clay Thompson. His brother's Trace Thompson. Yeah. Huh? Plays for the Dodgers. Wow. And so, I, I, Clay Thompson will be playing in Los Angeles in the playoffs, I think, for the first time in his career. I think. I don't think well, they, the Golden State Warriors have ever played the Lakers over the last 10 to 12 years in the playoffs. Oh, in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a prediction on the writer's strike? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. As long as we're getting predictions done? Writers, I, I it's a get, sweep? get a lot more money. I hope you're right. I do, too. Yeah. But but you know what? How is it going to affect the average person in Los Angeles? Will there be less traffic? Will there be less uh, people at restaurants? In you know, certain because, areas, yeah. Because well. people will be holding on to their money. They don't know how long it's going to last, and they won't be comfortable spending their money it's horrible it is it is really rough it yeah. really is um but anyway we're we're gonna uh, uh try to get as much information and give it to you over the next you know days and weeks as we can every time this is this will be your your hollywood writer strike station or this show will be and this show will talk about it more than the other shows or the other uh radio stations all right all right, but let's get into Verizon. They're reporting an outage uh, here in California. Verizon customers across California reporting a disruption in call service. We're experiencing it here in the newsroom. Uh -oh. According to Verizon Support's Twitter account, the company is aware of a problem on the West Coast. We're working to gather more information. We'll bring it to you, bring you the very latest as this story develops. So essentially they've tweeted. Yay. And there problem. is a problem in the newsroom with their Verizon. Do you have Verizon? I do for the uh, cell phone. Actually. You do? Yeah. Are you having problems? Uh, I didn't check, uh, but I'm. I don't Chances know. Chances are you're not. You know. Um, but I have. Uh, I used to have. I had Sprint, and then Sprint was bought by T-Mobile. Oh sure. So I'm now I'm with uh, T-Mobile. Uh -huh. How's that working out? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. A proud owner of uh, T-Mobile service. I enjoy that. All right. The Metro Red Line. No good. More stories, more bad stories coming out about the Metro. Still a very large law enforcement presence here. Detective Steer had this, still here at the scene. You see the command post right there. And as you mentioned, we do have video of the officer involved shooting. A witness recording police closing in on the suspect who was accused of beating a woman and stabbing a man at the Metro Red Line at Beverly in Vermont this morning. God, this Metro Red Line needs some good PR. They've had horrible stabbings and shootings and people doing drugs and biting a cop's finger off, you know, one of the homeless guys. You know, when it, I was, when I was down with LAPD this, earlier this week, um, or I guess it was late last week, sorry, uh, they were talking about just this. Oh, is that right? And the fact that there is um, 
it's just a bad scene. Yeah, it's I horrible. mean, it really is a bad scene, and there's so many different... People sleeping on the train. Yeah, they feel as though it's... Or at least a couple of people who I spoke with who were cops said, you know, down there, it's almost like a mobile homeless encampment. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Wild. After 10, police say the suspect attacking the victims before fleeing the scene and police cornering him not far from the red line and opening fire. Officers gave commands. Suspect produced the knife and an officer involved shooting occurred. The suspect was struck. He was treated by the fire department, uh, transported to a local hospital, and he is listed in stable condition. Okay. All right, uh, when we come back, what we can do now, I think, uh, what the hell? How will the writer's strike affect your favorite show? Shows like Saturday Night Live, The View, daytime yeah. soap operas, late night talk shows with Jimmy Fallon and John Oliver would be the first to go dark. Streaming services such as Netflix may avoid any initial impact because they have access to foreign language shows and production outside the United States. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, boy. That'll piss off the writers, you know. Writers are making 23% less than we were 10 years ago, while the companies are making record profits. Uh, and that's what we're looking to address. The union wants higher pay for episodes airing on traditional TV and increased guarantee residuals especially on streaming platforms like Paramount Plus and Netflix. Certainly within days or weeks, you would have thousands of people not working. The last walkout was in 2007. And be careful. I did this today. I honked at the strikers to give them a thumbs up. That's illegal to do. You, you don't have the right to honk your horn unless there's an emergency. You can get a ticket for that. The cop can ticket you for that. I'm just warning you. I'm guessing that they're not going to be. I'm just warning you. Okay. Warning. King. The last walkout was in 2007 and lasted 100 days. During that time, programs like Big... You know, I, I do the same thing. Like, oh, the last strike happened, you know, it lasted 100 days. Like, you feel special that you have that information. Like, all the reporters do the same thing. Listen to how she says it lasted 100 days. Like... She's better than us because she has that information. Gout was in 2007 and lasted 100 days. Yes, I have that information. Everybody does. But they treat it like they're special and they're not. And lasted 100 days. During that time, programs like Big Brother and Celebrity Apprentice helped to fill the gap of scripted shows whose productions paused during the strike. Oh, boy. With the emergence of artificial intelligence software and chat GPT. You know, the last writer's strike gave us the Kardashians. They were born out of that strike. I didn't know that. I, I know that there are a lot of reality shows. The reality yeah. producers are, are, you know. They're loving it. Yeah. Yeah. They're like McDonald's. Yeah, I'm loving it. All right. Mark Thompson's with us. Conway and Thompson. More now with Crozier. We'll keep you up abreast of anything happening on that strike. This will be your strike show at 4 to 7 p.m. every single day. So if you're out there picketing in the morning, listen to KFI in the afternoon. We'll give you updates on the strike every single day. Every day, without exception. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. We have weather coming in. A possible rain or probable rain, I should say, at least in the San Fernando Valley. And that's going to happen on Thursday, 80. A uh, 60% chance of rain uh, in the San Fernando Valley. And it's going to start early at around midnight, just after midnight. 
on Thursday, and it'll last till about 6 a.m. So midnight to 6 a.m. on Thursday, it'll be wet. And then we have breaking news about a tree that has fallen in La Cañada. Beautiful area out there, but a huge tree has come down. Hey, guys, that's right. We're taking the uh, taking a look at this. This call came in just a bit ago. Oh this is Lord. in the La Cañada Flint Ridge area, but look how big this tree Ooh. is. This ha fell on this house at about the 5400 block of Castle Knoll Road here wow. in La Cañada Flint Ridge. We see a couple sheriff's vehicles on the scene, so we're still trying to get an idea of exactly uh, what happened or who was impacted. But right now you can see, at least from the air here. Yeah, the tree fell on the house how large that tree is and it looks like it almost cut a clear path into that house right there but we're going to keep an eye on this one for you guys uh but we'll send it back down to you okay uh i sort of feel bad for that guy because obviously he wasn't born and raised here and la canada flint ridge you've got a really it, you know it's spelled la canada c-a-n-a-a-d-a and unless you're born and raised here you don't know how they pronounce la canada but listen how he butchers it. Hey, guys, that's right. We're taking the uh, taking a look at this. This call came in just a bit ago. This is in the La Cañada Flint Ridge area. Yeah, if you're not if you're from Michigan, man, it's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. I think he just kind of messed up the It's a tongue first. twister. <laughs> this is in the La Cañada Flint Ridge area. But okay. All right. Maybe he just, he just doubled he booted it. it. Yeah, he booted uh, it. Right. But if he does it twice, it's the, there's a, <laughs> okay. a problem. Big this tree is. This ha fell on this house at about the 5400 block of Castle Knoll Road here in La Cañada Flint Ridge. Oh, uh, boy. Did, did you? Two did times. You, did you doctor it? No. Knoll Road here in La Cañada Here, I'll. Uh, as a matter of uh, fact, I'll prove it to you. I'll play you uh, back to back. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let me put them together here. You know, look at this. This call came in just a bit ago. This is in the La Cañada Flint Ridge area. Okay, there's one. The La Cañada Flint Ridge area, but look how La Cañada Flint Ridge. We see that a couple. the second one. Okay. Right. So All it's right. a double. Double, yeah. double, Yeah, he's double got a little mint. bit of a blockage there around the Yeah, La I get it, but because he's not born and raised out here. The La Cañada Flint Ridge area, Cañada Flint Ridge. We see a I get it. I get it. All right, the plane crash. We had two plane crashes. You know, these small planes, um, I have two of them have gone down in the last couple of days here. And, man, that, that is such bad news for the family. And, the, you know, the family's got to put all the pieces together after that happens. I really feel bad for these people. Here's, here's the first one that ended up in Big Bear. We're learning more about the pilot of a plane that crashed near Big Bear Airport on Monday. Ah. Kate Siebold says her husband, Stormy, flew his plane from French Valley Airport in Murrieta with a friend. They then picked up another friend at Corona Municipal Airport so all three of them could fly to Big Bear to look at a plane that was for sale. That plane crashed about a quarter of a mile away from the airport, and tragically, all three were killed. Oh, my God. Man, I that guy lived a uh, full life, though. Man, when your name is Stormy and you have a plane and you got buddies that uh, own planes, you're flying around, that, that guy lived a full life, man. He didn't go home every night and just, uh, you know, watch Fox News and drink vodka. <laughs> Unreal to me that this has happened. And, and uh, I, I think this is the wife. This is horrible. Unreal to me that this has happened. And, and I just feel so bad for those other families. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. Nobody would ever have thought this. Investigators oh, now say it could take weeks, perhaps even months, before they can determine a cause 
for this crash. Oh, that's terrible. And then there was another one, Mark, another plane, small plane that went down. We're on Beverly Glen Circle near the Glen Center. Just above me is the crash site. If you take a look, NTSB says they have to figure out what caused this crash. They tell us there was fuel on board when they found the aircraft. There was no... This is the one that went down in the fog. Where they knew it went down, they couldn't find it. Oh, right. For no, hours. Right, right. Hours. Right. There was no distress call from the pilot, and they're also looking into if fog played a factor. While the LA City Fire Department's urban search and rescue team recovered the body of the pilot from this Beverly Glen hillside crash site, we're learning more about his flight path. According to the NTSB, the private pilot took off from Camarillo Saturday, spent time in Palm Springs, took off from there, and was supposed to return to Camarillo. Pilot then established contact with Van Nuys Airport, um, who then uh, cleared him for an approach for runway 16 left. Why he wanted to land in Van Nuys is something we're going to have to find out. And he made contact with air traffic control. Was there any sort of distress? Or? No, not at all. He made no distress call. It was a standard call. NTSB has to fill in the gap. What happened after he lost contact with the air traffic control? Yeah, man, that is t- tough. You can hear it in the, in the woman's voice in the first one where her husband uh, died and and her heart goes out to the other families of the other two guys. Sure. Oh my God, that's just the worst. Uh, it always brings me back to the Kobe Bryant, you know, crash. When when that happened, I remember somebody woke me up very early. This is even before it was in the news and said, hey, Kobe Bryant just, was just killed in a helicopter crash uh, in Los Vir- near Los Virginis, uh, Malibu Canyon. And and I we were living in Burbank at the time. And I said, no way. So I looked out the window and I couldn't see our neighbor's house. It was that dense. And I'm like, oh, no, there might be something to this. And you remember that morning where the rumors going around that there was another Laker or two on the plane? That was on the a helicopter. That was bad. It was an advisory. I got the advisory that a helicopter had gone down. And I didn't. And it wasn't yet even associated with Kobe Bryant. Oh, is and, that right? And then that, I mean, it was like one of those citizens app type uh, advisories. And then, bam. And then the it was Kobe weird thing. because you remember like five hours after it happened, the sheriff gave a press conference. And everybody in the world knew that Kobe Bryant was on the helicopter. Yet he never said Kobe Bryant's name because they haven't officially uh, ID'd the body or, uh, you know, told the family. And so everyone's like, hey, uh, so Kobe Bryant was on it, right? And like, oh, well, we can't uh, say anything. Like, wait a minute. Everybody here knows it was Kobe Bryant. Everybody. And that was a wild. Well, and then the ripple effect from the pictures that were. Oh you know, yeah, it was it was just a. Mess. But also, do you remember it happened in January, February? It happened early in the, in the year, and everybody, without exception, said, "Man, this is going to be the big story of the year. The worst story of the year is going to be Kobe Bryant." It was January twenty sixth. January, okay, January twenty sixth, and everybody, everybody I know, this is going to be the big story of the year. And then what happened two months later? COVID and the shutdown. And man, that that was the big story. That was huge. I remember that morning, I, you know, I got a call from Robin Bertolucci, the program director, and she said, Hey, can you come in uh, to go on the air? Because they had, you know, a program. I don't know what they were running on Sunday morning at that time. And I said, Yeah, sure. So I come in and and I and I come in, and Shannon Farron was sitting right there. And I'm like, oh, did uh, Robin call you too? And she goes, no, no, no. She goes, I just heard the news and got in the car. I'm like, oh, she's much more professional than I am. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I could have told you that, but without that story, <laughs> it's not even close.
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're live on KFI. It's Conway and Thompson. Keeping an eye on the strike. This is your writer's strike station. We'll have all the information, updates every day. So I, you, you just have to tune in KFI 4 to 7 p.m. And you are going to get strike, strike, strike. And we will keep you abreast and tell you, uh, we'll keep you on top of it. We have uh, people who are, are Writers Guild members who are friends of mine. And I I, I know a guy who's organizing a, uh, a unit of strikers. And so we have really top information. And we're going to have it for you every day while this strike is going on. Your strike show is the Conway Show. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, how about this? Tonight, the Dodgers take on the Phillies. First pitch is at 7 p.m., which is about 22 minutes from now. And you can listen to the game in HD on the free iHeartRadio app, live from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. <laughs> Keywords. AM 570 LA Sports. Ah. You know, I I try to do an Ernie Anderson you do. impersonation. That's, You're pretty good. It's, it's okay, but you have Saturday oh, locked good, off yeah. when he says Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> That's just okay. right. great. Yeah. And and I uh, and we were talking during the break. And he does that uh, then. Then set sail for love. Yeah, but it's short. Then it's like then. Then well, it's, but if it's a, if it's an action show, then it's a it's a it's a then. And hooker goes undercover to break up a prostitution ring. But if that's a, but if it's a if it's a love thing or like then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Then it's a, isn't it? Isn't then. It? Then. Yeah. Then. Yeah. then. But then. he was also Mr. The... Rourke welcomes a new crew <laughs> to Fantasy Island. But he was also the voiceover for America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, that's right. So at the end, uh, <laughs> who's going to be? You know, cat with a wig. <laughs> they love an aid sale. Cat with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do all that crap. Oh. You know, he probably just put his head in his hands. Oh, that's great. Cat with a wig. Then, who's going to win the $100,000? <laughs> cat with a wig. He probably drive home going, who the Christ, uh, cares. What are, what are, I mean, he was an artist, though. He really he was. He was great. He was yeah, the best ever. He was a ever. brilliant artist, man. Best ever, man. Yeah. Ernie Anderson. All right, there's talk about L.A. being removed from, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, A.M. being removed from your uh, your car and that truck radio. That is effed up. That is really sorry, man. There's going to be a sorry-ass car that rolls around without A.M. radio. Some people say that they don't need the radio because you can get a text alert. Uh, you know what I say to that? Fooey. Wow. Yeah, I get pretty uh, harsh with that. Because a text alert is not that great. I don't know if you remember 9-11. You're old enough to remember that. But 9-11 happened. And what did KISS FM, KBIG, ALT, what did they all do? They all changed over to Bill Handle in the morning. Because we had all the information here. And we supply, whenever there's a fire, there's a flood. Remember up in Big Bear, they got all that snow? We were the first ones on that. They said, oh, no, there's going to be a, a big story up there in Big Bear. And we were on that over and over and over. And people live in Big Bear and people live in Lake Arrowhead constantly tuned into AM 640, this station, to get updates. And I am I guarantee you that this station has saved lives in the past and it'll save lives in the future if it's around. If it's not, then God only knows what will happen to the United States. So what you can do is you can text the letters AM to 52886. I did it. You did it, too. Yeah. AM to 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in all cars and trucks. Standard message and data rates apply. And the thing about this is it's not just 
emergency. I know that they they're hitting that. You know what I mean? It's so it's an emergency. We'll be able to get you if there's an emergency. Yeah. I get it, but the reality is. The programming on AM is fun. It's good programming. That's right? Right. It oftentimes can be organized around things that are happening in the community, local news and the rest. You just do not get that That's on the right. other band. You're exactly 100% so right. I think it's a, it really is uh, an important part of, of the listening experience when it comes to you know local events and local community stuff. And, sure. and as you say, fun, entertainment. Yeah, and you can, you can help. By just uh, texting AM to 52886. You know, speaking of Saturday, I don't know, MacGyver. <laughs> um, when, when I was younger, um, a big deal in our house was getting the TV Guide to see what was going to be on that week. Oh, yeah. My mom still gets TV Guide. Is that right? Yeah, the paper version of TV wow. Guide. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Because she was doing a, a crossword puzzle the other day. She asked me all these questions about various TV shows. I go, what do you, what do you, oh, the TV guide, I do the sure. crossword puzzle. It's like, wow. And you get, and I look over, it's the paper little book, wow. you know? Old Crazy. school. Yeah. You remember when the TV guide came out, it would, it was just, um, it would say seven o'clock on channel four and it'd be a, a, a short description of the show. And then later, the, the cooler version of the TV guide was, uh, width-wise, along the page, it'd say 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and you could look at the whole day oh, yeah. of programming. But I, the TV guide was the only way you could figure out what was going to be on that week. Sure. And and my grandmother would mark it up. You know, she would oh, that's circle. that's great. That's great. What, what she wanted to watch. Sure. Because you couldn't record it back then. You had to be at home and had to watch it. I remember when, uh, you know, around Halloween, uh, you know, a week before Halloween on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, it was Charlie Brown's Grey Pumpkin. And I remember we had to be showered in our pajamas and in front of that TV at eight o'clock, and it was going to come on live. That was a big deal in our house. Big deal. That's wild. But, and, and also, uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. That was another time where you have to be showered. You got to get in your pajamas. You got to get in front of the TV by eight o'clock. My dad would, you know, make some popcorn, and we'd, as a family, watch that. Six kids in the pajamas, all bathed, watching that TV. That's why the shows today, these talent type shows like America's Got Talent, Idol, all yeah. the rest, they are viewed as family viewing experiences because they're trying to sort of recreate that moment you're talking about where you can get the whole family in, everybody can look at the performances. Right. You know, it's that kind of thing. There's less and less of that. But it the live great. and the live stuff is uh we used to talk about it. I remember they I call know. it they, they they someday you'll be you'll be able to record this stuff That's and they right. say, remember it and time shift it. You'll be able to time you know, that was in the early days ago. Well, you'll actually there'll be you're gonna be more and more they're gonna see time shifting. What is that? That's the oh where they take you watch the show when you want to. Yeah. I remember my dad was the first guy on our block to get a big VHS, but it was a, a one inch machine and it was this big, huge, you know, uh, tape that you'd slide in there. And my dad brought it home. It weighed probably 80 pounds, and I had to help him put it on top of the TV. And then he hooked it up, and I said, what is this? And he says, it records TV. I'm like, well, but my cassette recorder does it too, just the audio. He goes, no, no, no. You can record TV and watch the video again. I'm like, what? Wait a minute, you can do what? He said, you can record a show, and then you can watch it later. I'm like, wow, you got to show me how this works. <laughs> And then I remember having friends over going, hey, this box on top of the TV can record TV and can watch it later. And they're like, get the hell out of here. And I said, no, look, I'm going to record something here and I'm going to play it back and you can watch it again. And man, they flipped out. They couldn't believe that was going on. That's it, when the Z channel and on TV were around. Oh, too. yeah, the Z channel. Yes.
That was a good time, man. Good, good times. All right, uh, we'll come back with a, uh, a strike update for you. Keep an eye on this uh, uh, strike here in Hollywood. The writer's strike is the big story. It's uh, the top story nationally on the news. Certainly the top story here in Los Angeles as well. And we're going to keep you uh, updated every single day while that strike goes on on this program, 4 to 7 p.m. You're listening to Tim Conway Jr. On Demand from KFI AM 640. The writers have been on strike six times more than all of the other guilds and unions in show business. Most people remember the last strike, but guild writers have gone on strike six times more than any other group in Hollywood. Wow. First came out in 1960, a walkout that lasted nearly five months. The longest work stoppage lasting exactly five months happened in 1988. Mm. The 2007-2008 strike was resolved after three months. Wow. All right. Ed Sheeran. You know Ed Sheeran is, Yes, right? I do. Very talented dude. He's in that lawsuit right now, isn't he? He, he wrote a song it sounds like another song, yep. and he said if he loses his lawsuit, he's done with show business wow. and music. He's had it. Darling, I will be loving you till we're English singer-songwriter turned global sensation Ed Sheeran finding himself in a rare and unwanted spotlight this morning. Wow. A potentially damaging copyright lawsuit involving his hit song, Thinking Out Loud. Sheeran is accused of copying part of the melody from the late Marvin Gaye's classic song, Let's Get It On, something he vehemently denies. Sheeran's being sued by the heirs of Ed Townsend, Gaye's Let's Get It On co-writer. Okay. The family is represented by prominent civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, who says the two songs have striking similarities. The suit alleging Sheeran stole this part of the 1973 hit. I've been really Okay, that's that's Marvin Gaye. Now right. here's uh, Ed Sheeran's song that sounds similar. Yeah, that is pretty close. All right, that's Ed Sheeran. Now Marvin Gaye. I don't hear it. Do you hear it? I do hear I it. I don't hear the similarities. Yeah, I actually, it seems pretty similar. All right, here's Mar Here's uh, Ed Sheeran. I've been really trying, baby. All right, Marvin Gaye. I've been really trying. Well, maybe right here. Trying, that part? Hmm. Right, let me li listen again. Hold on. The jury will be asked to compare that to the melody of Sheeran's chart topper. There we go. I've been really trying, yeah, I hear it similarity. The jury will be asked to compare. Yeah, just barely, though. Mm -hmm. I will be loving you till it's kind of derivative, I guess yeah. you could say, but I don't know. I know. Look, it's how tough many, to tell how the many notes are there. Right, and the influence, I'm sure, is there, maybe. Chords. I don't know. No cameras are allowed at the trial, but testimony between Sheeran and opposing counsel at times has become heated. Uh -oh. The singer saying his music career may slow down if he's found liable, telling the court, if that happens, I'm done. Wow. Adding, to have someone come in and say we don't believe you, you must have stole it. I find insulting. That, I, I'm with him on that. If he yeah, didn't steal it, it that is insulting. 
Sharon also gave the jury an impromptu concert, playing his guitar on the stand to make the argument the inspiration for his song was actually Van Morrison, not Marvin Gaye. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. But you know what he's doing, playing guitar on the stand. He's warming up to that jury. <laughs> That's a good, good well, what move. was the Van Morrison song? There it was? is. Last week, Crump's team called a mashup of Let's Get It On and Thinking Out Loud that Sharon performed live in 2014, A Smoking Gun, and that merging the songs was basically a confession. Yeah, here's where he made the mistake. Uh, Ed Sheeran uh, ch interchanged the lyrics between the two songs. He, he put he went let's oh, he put that into wow. his song, so he might be done. All right, later with Mo Kelly is coming up next. What's Mo up knows a little something about this guy. Well, I was a little late getting to the studio tonight because there were so many people picketing on uh -oh. Olive Avenue around the studio. So that is a huge story. You've been covering it. It's going to get even yes. larger. We're going to check in with Chris Adler a little bit later. Where'd you get stuck? Over Coanga? No, I was coming over on, um, what was that? Barham. Oh, okay. Barham, yes. All right. and, and, and you had to sit there through a couple lights. Well, it's more than that because sometimes... They were actually just standing in the street. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's, not, that, that's illegal. Well, it is illegal, but yeah. that's they were doing the backup traffic. Oh, that sucks. Um, you know, I thought there were going to be, it was going to be less traffic. There might be more. No, this is going to be more. Yeah. Be more. Because of what's going on. All right. What else is going on? Well, we're going to talk to Amy King. She's at Disneyland, as always, wow. checking what's going on there. And also, we're going to go through all the movie sequels that nobody wants to have made, but they're actually being made. Excellent. All right. Uh, nice to see you. Mo Kelly Love coming it. up next. Later with Mo Kelly on KFI AM 640. Thanks, Mark. Yep. Uh, and, and, and go get the, go to YouTube. and uh, Yeah. My show's on YouTube. The Mark Thompson Show. Check it out. The uh, Mark Thompson Show on YouTube. Yes, sir. See you next week. All right. See you, Bob. You're the best. Conway Show On Demand on the iHeartRadio app. Now, you can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 4 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.